The Shorter Catechism begins by declaring that the chief purpose of our lives is to find endless holiness and happiness in God. Hello, this is Pastor James. Join me as I go through the Westminster Shorter Catechism week by week, unpacking what it means for us to be holy and happy. In the Asian context, filial piety is largely seen as a virtue that children ought to exercise towards their parents or superiors. In many cases, it is a matter of honor to show respect to those who are our societal superiors. Conversely, it is shameful for a child to act in a manner that we might describe in Filipino as walang pinag-aralan or walang modo. That is to say, uneducated or ill-bred. Interestingly, the education that is expected is not formal, as in what might be learned from school, but instead domestic. By and large, most Philippine societies consider a child's conduct in public as a reflection of the kind of instruction in manners or lack thereof in the child's home. With this in mind, it might be tempting for us to think that the fifth commandment to which the catechism now draws our attention is culturally redundant. Question 63 of the catechism asks, Which is the fifth commandment? Answer, The fifth commandment is, Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Perhaps it is because the Philippines is largely Christianized that the idea of respecting and obeying our parents as a matter of course is still quite strong among us. Perhaps the influence of Oriental philosophies such as Confucianism has also contributed to our ideas of filial piety. Whatever the influences may be, it's safe to say that respecting our parents is still a virtue among us. But what the Bible requires of us is much more than simply showing an outward respect to our fathers and mothers. More fundamentally, the fifth commandment is about knowing how to treat our superiors, subordinates, and equals. While it all must start at home, the implications of treating our fathers and mothers with due honor and deference extends to all other human relationships. This commandment teaches us that honor is something that we are never at liberty to withhold from others. We may disagree with other people, we may think that they are in the wrong, but we can never withhold honor from them. As fellow human beings who are made in God's image, we are obligated to recognize their intrinsic worth and dignity. Just as our relationship to our parents informs how we must honor and obey them, so must our relationship to other people made in God's image inform the way that we relate to them. At the heart of this commandment is the imperative for us to identify 
and see other people for who they are. And in seeing who they are, we are better placed to know how we ought to relate to them in an honorable way. When we think back to Adam and Eve's fall into sin, we see how their distorted view of God as their loving Father led them to rebel and do their own will. By losing sight of who God is, their relationship to Him, and what manner of obedience and honor they owed Him, Adam and Eve failed to honor their Father and Creator. Consequently, the opposite of the commandment's promise fell on them. Instead of their days being long in the land that the Lord their God was giving them, they were instead banished from God's paradise garden. Thankfully, Jesus, the Son of God, overwhelmingly triumphs where our first parents have failed. Indeed, as he himself testifies in John chapter 6, verse 38, he has come down from heaven not to do his own will, but the will of the Father who sent him. This program was brought to you by Pilgrim Community Church, a confessional Presbyterian church that meets in Cubao, Quezon City. For more information, please visit our website at pilgrimcommunity.church.